what is hope? Because it's everything and it's nothing, right? It's a word that we just throw around. I hope this happens. I hope that happens. All right? And, and we use it. We almost discard it. But actually, if you don't have hope, you can't get up in the morning. Hello, friends. Welcome to today's podcast in this week-long series on hope. Today, we're going to be hearing from the Mayor of Bristol, Marvin Rees. He's going to be sharing some personal stories around his journey to becoming mayor and how he set this vision of hope for the city. We're going to be looking closely at the need for perseverance in building this culture of hope. So let's hear from Marvin. Okay, well, welcome to today's podcast and really pleased to welcome Marvin Rees, the Mayor of Bristol. Thanks, Marvin, for being with us. Thank you very much. It's great to be with you. Yeah, thanks so much for giving us the time for this. Uh, just as a brief introduction to yourself, for some of those who, who may not know you, but uh, went on to your, your bio in, on the, the council and you started uh, your work in, in the charity sector, then moved into working for the BBC as a broadcast journalist. And, and I think it was that time you, you did a master's in political theory. And then yeah. and in 2016, you were elected mayor of Bristol. Yeah, and that's after the, losing in 2000. After losing in 2012, that's important. Oh, there we go. It's, it, yeah, that's it. It's an important part that. And so here we are, almost five years, five years on. And uh, interestingly, at the start of your office, you, you declared Bristol as a city of hope. And I, I want to pull on that theme a bit because this whole week podcast is is about the the theme of hope and um, how we develop a culture of hopefulness within us individually and corporately. And so, uh, as a as a man of Bristol, uh, um, being being here, living here, I've, I've witnessed kind of how that impact, that that vision that you put on, on Bristol has had on, on, on the community. So there's a lot to lot to learn from it. Um, maybe just could you just share some of the biggest challenges and successes that you've you've had uh, today as mayor? So if I talk about the challenge, or uh, I mean, I put them in a number of categories. Uh, my personal challenge is is just running for mayor. To be honest, I, both in terms of my long-term life journey, coming from where I've come from to be mayor is, is uh, quite a difference. Uh, but also in, in the short term, having lost in 2012, which is a, it's a painful thing to lose a public election because it is very public. It's a very public defeat. And then running again in 2016. So that was a challenge. In coming into, uh, coming into office, uh, I came in in 2016 off the back of six years of austerity. So the first thing we face is cuts. Um, so, you, you know, you, you're faced with a budget that is not growing at the pace of need in the population. Um, and so lots of people, you know, lobbying, sometimes shouting, sometimes swearing and so forth about decisions you have to make because you have to balance your budget as a local authority. So um, often you're faced... Uh, in taking the least of the, the least worst option, uh, but people don't see it uh, like that. Um, and then, obviously, over the last um, year or so, we've had the challenge of COVID, uh, which has brought a whole new level of uh, challenge, both in terms of the virus itself, but the consequences of the lockdown and how we continue to lead without um, human contact. So, a whole you know, a whole collection of challenges. Biggest successes, I think, is that we've cracked on building homes for people. There's lots yeah. of things that have happened. Uh, high-profile things like winning Channel 4 and, you know, hosting the Global Parliament and Mayors. But, you know, did that opportunity to go into a home, a new home with a new with a family, we're having a home for the first time is is incredible. And we've, we've done that many times. 
yeah, I can see that's been a big thing of, of your agenda and, and uh, some great successes there. You, you mentioned about the, um, you know, your personal challenge just to get into that place of being elected or, or running for, for mayor. Um, I mean, notably for, for us as a city and, and for you and for Europe, you, you were the first black mayor in a major European city. So that, that, that alone is, was a major, major step forward, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And it was, uh, uh, someone pointed out in 2012 that if I was elected, I'd be the first mayor of African heritage, first black mayor of a major European city. Um, and and then when I when I was elected in 2016, obviously that that came the case. A couple of interesting reflections. When I, I after being elected, I went to the Congressional Black Caucus, so where you know black representatives and senators have their annual uh, gathering in the United States. And I was taken to an event of black mayors, African American mayors, and they introduced me as Europe's first black mayor. And they gasped. They, they gasped. They're like, what? What has Europe been doing? Um, and so I became a proper celebrity. <laughs> it's like when you think in Europe, right? Um, and then um, when I, I was at Euro Cities, which is a gathering of European leaders in um, city leaders in Edinburgh a couple of years ago for their AGM, and I was in the conference hall with like two hundred odd city leaders. And you know, I do look around. I look around and see if there's anyone who looks like me. And I looked around, and there was no one that looked like me. <laughs> I thought, well, and I thought, well, of course there isn't. Is this just me and Sadiq Khan, basically? Sadiq is the first Muslim mayor of Europe, and there's me. <laughs> and Sadiq wasn't there. Isn't that an interesting fact with America as well, what you're just saying? Because the perception is reversal in some ways. Um, well, there's, a, there's contradictions uh, in, that, yeah. in that United States. I, I, I think that while Europe, uh, the UK, has is, is historically been more comfortable with physical interaction and physical integration, that's still real taboo in the United States. Uh, what we haven't had is a black political business intellectual class. In the United States, I guess the physical interaction is more taboo, but they have had a Condoleezza Rice, a Colin Powell, and ultimately, a, you know, a Barack Obama. They, you know, they have had a John Lewis. Um, so that, you know, when I went to Yale a few years ago, there were black academics there in a way that I'd never seen at a British university. Um, so, so we have this kind of interesting... Um, it's interesting contrast in our in our yeah. re revolutions around race. Can I just go back to this kind of the point when you first became mayor and, and uh, you declared Bristol as a, as a city of hope? What was um, what was your thought process behind that? And and it's a it's a you know it's a big thing to to set a big vision to set. And how maybe just kind of unpack a bit of the journey that you've been on in in kind of um, establishing that vision for the city. Yeah, well, there was a bit of a journey into it, actually, because it wasn't straight out of the traps. Oh, right. So I've, I've had a fascination with hope, the idea of hope, for a very long time, pre-Obama, I would say. Yeah. In fact, in, in, when I was working at the BBC, I pitched a documentary on the whole idea of hope. I wanted to do a series for, the, for, BBC, for radio on what, what is hope. Right? How do people with different worldviews, different religions, no faith, no religion, what, what is hope? because it's everything and it's nothing, right? It's a word that we just throw around. I hope this happens, I hope that happens, all right? And, and we use it, we almost discard it. But actually, if you don't have hope, you can't get up in the morning. And old, you know, yeah. and it pulls me if you lose hope. So, so what is this thing that we talk about? And, and what's its source? You know, if you say you hope for something, are you saying that with some kind of sense of authority and purpose and 
direction? You just is it just a word you just chuck into your sentence? I thought it was worth exploring and how different languages, what different languages use to describe hope, and if that gave us further meanings. So I'd yeah. carried it since the early since the noughties. Right. Then I wanted to talk about it as a mayoral candidate, but I was concerned that that because of the way I look, people would just say he's trying to be like Barack Obama. <laughs> okay, yeah. But I kind of kept it to myself. But I was going for breakfast with Rob Scott Cook and Andy Street at Robbery uh, once a month, and I and you know I was talking to and, and Rob actually raised it, Rob Scott Cook, and he said, uh, mm. you know, I think we should declare Bristol a city of hope. This was after I'd been elected, and I yeah. said, well, Rob, I do talk about hope a lot, you know, I, I and I talk about the. We don't despise our sufferings because suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, character, hope. That's a, that's a passage from my life. Um, I said, but I'm nervous about it. Anyway, long story short, um, I talked to uh, some people around the city and at a city gathering, which is a gathering of city leaders we, and, and uh, stakeholders we do six months. We get about 300 people to come together every six months. You know, Rob came on stage with a plaque that he had put together uh, right. along with... Uh, yeah, partnered with Mohammed Al Sharif, and they pres- and they declared Bristol the city of hope, and we put that plaque up on the wall of City Hall. Right. Now, you know, when the idea being that hope is important to everyone of all classes, of all backgrounds, everyone needs to know that tomorrow can have more for you in it um, than today. Yeah. And uh, so, so it, it's become it has actually become a theme uh, for the, the the city that, and yeah, it's actually now missing. It's in our vision for Bristol that we should be a city of hope. Which is yeah. very powerful. Yeah, no, it, it is really powerful, and um, I sense it. I sense it being here as well. I mean, I, I'm connected quite a lot to uh, Coventry, and that's a, that, you know, it's, it's a place of peace and reconciliation. It's their kind of strapline, and uh, actually, likewise, I, I feel that being there, that there's a, there's something about that place that embodies that that title as well. So, and that is very much what's happening in in uh, in Bristol. It's really really good. Um, yeah, the I, I I see you as as a man of perseverance and um, but of your your story about you kind know, of coming into politics or your you know your upbringing it, it, that's clear as well. But the, in terms of the, the journey, a long journey in kind of holding this culture of hope, how how important is is perseverance? How important is that endurance to um, to maintain hopeful for the future? I think perseverance is everything. Right, so I, I've always said I'm not an optimist. I'm a person of hope. I think optimism. I always find optimism very superficial. That word, uh, but hope. When I put it in that passage I just shared with you, is a word of substance because there is this journey from suffering. No one welcomes suffering, right? Um, but when we have suffered and we've tried, then we discover our ability to persevere that we wouldn't know if we hadn't suffered and faced trial. And and the passage says that beyond that is character. And when we find our character, then we find our hope. And I think that's an ancient, um, ancient wisdom. But I learned the value of perseverance at quite young because I, I wasn't like that as a kid. I had low self-esteem um, and I was terrified of failing. And I, if I got to the edge of failure, I would um, often, uh, you know, just, just self-sabotage to, to you know, a- avoid the possibility of people finding out I wasn't as good as they might have thought I was. Or to avoid that sense of yeah. sense of failure. Well, I failed because I destroyed it, not because I wasn't mm-hmm. in that. Um, and it was a whole mix of things: boxing, outward bound, um, really, you know, really kind of began to give me some material to to develop an ability to persevere. Mm-hmm. And um, 
I will say, I mean, we talked a little bit about the Marines before, but I, you know, that was also a big part of my journey. That, mm. um, I told my school teacher that I wanted to be a, an officer and they said, oh, don't even try them. You, you have to be good. That's <laughs> 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 what they said to me. Yeah. Um, so I, do you know what? I, I don't know how it quite happened, but I started to say to myself, oh, I'm just going to give it a go and let's see what happens. And when that happens in small things, and it works out then actually you find that actually becomes a habit so perseverance in some sense becomes a habit mm-hmm. and actually when I you know when I was running for mayor in 2012 um, I think when I first put my name forward some number of people ridiculed me I had a friend that worked in the BBC newsroom I was told that the journalists up there were ridiculing me because uh, I'd worked there I didn't think I was up to it and um, but I thought well let's let's see Let's see what happens when we get on the stage and start debating and see who makes sense. <laughs> so, you know, what you develop a habit of just being able to put your head down and give it a go, you know. And um, but, but the sure thing is, and I learned myself and I said to myself, when I was young and I was sabotaging in my exams, you know, the only thing that's guaranteed at the end of this behavior is that I will fail. If I try, I might fail, but I'll give myself a chance of succeeding. And and that that so that mentality's kind of stuck with me now. Yeah. And and do you feel like you've you've brought that into that you know, within the things that you've been uh developing and um, pushing it in, in office as well? Yeah, that, it, oh, absolutely. Yeah. So I, I've been I, I find political debate or you know, of such poor quality within the city and, and the assessment of political performance is 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 very poor. So, so look, we, we've set out to build 2,000 homes a year, 800 affordable. We, we haven't hit the affordable numbers. There are some reasons for that, COVID not, notwithstanding and, and Brexit, uh, you know, wherefore. but we, we haven't hit the numbers. Uh, people say, well, you haven't hit the numbers. I say, well, look, you know, there's, there's, again, there's a sported wisdom here, right? The danger is not that you set a high goal and don't make it. It's that you set a low goal and achieve it, right? And, and my, my point is often, listen, the judgment is not whether I made the number or not. The judgment is, did I do, did I have the right priority and did I do everything in my power to make it happen? And did I leave anything on the pitch or did I leave anything in the ring? Right, We've yeah. left no stone unturned in delivering homes. It's the right priority, right? With a fair wind, it will happen. We had a headwind against us, but we left nothing on the pitch. You make your judgment on, on that basis. So no, I, I think that, it, you know, overcoming that fear of failure or, or still having a fear of failure, but not allowing it to immobilize you, uh, I think is one of the most important um, habits you can get. Uh, I'm not saying I've mastered it, right? I'm fallen, I'm broken, I avoid challenge sometimes like everyone else. But deep in my soul, I know that that is the, the habit, the, 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 the way of being that, you know, I've, I've tried to be. And, yeah. you know, I, I sometimes do it, sometimes I fail at it, but, you know, that's what you try to be. Yeah. And um, I mean, there, there'll be people listening to this that may have had uh, difficult upbringings and, and, they, and they struggled, and they may be in a place now where they feel they feel hopeless about the future, and they're feeling like, how do I, you know, what's the point, or what's you know, what what positives are there to to go for, or I just don't have the the endurance to keep going for this next next step. Is, is there anything, any encouragement or advice you have for for some of those that could be listening? To, bringing that hopefulness to our, to our communities. So there's a couple of things I'd say about that, right? Um, one is when I gave my concession speech in 2012, you know, it was quite well received when I lost the election. It was painful, but I said, you know, there might be a greater good in uh, in me losing. And 
ultimately there was because the loss uh, became before a win and I learned about myself during the loss and the comeback and so forth, right? Um, but I come off stage and I said, the thing I regret it failing to say, which I made up for the next time was, if you are a single mom in a flat, struggling with your bills, lived in a refuge, no money, right? Wondering what life is about. There is hope because that's the way I grew up, right? My mum was alone. We lived on housing estate. We'd just come back from living in a refuge down in Devon in Bystock. Um, you know, I'm a mixed race kid in 1970. She's a single white woman. This is not so good. This is not good circumstances. Um, and then here I here I am today standing as Mayor of Bristol, right? Yeah. Now, I'm not saying that the world works for everyone every day. It's not a fair world, but there is hope in the middle of all that. Yeah. The other thing I, I would add to that is that uh, the pain we overcome, right, on the way to doing things actually can be a cause source of strength. So I, you know, I meet mayors. I was on a call today with like bankers and so forth from around the world, very, very wealthy people, right? Connected to some of the big billionaires, some connected to billionaires, right? Yeah. Now, I could feel intimidated by that. My mum still lives in the same house we moved to in 1978. Or I could say, look where I've come from to be sitting at the same table as you. Where did you come from? Right, this is a good this is a this is a good Will Hunting moment if you've ever seen the movie, right? Yeah. Where 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 Will Will Hunting sees the posh guy in the Harvard bar and says, Your parents dropped 250 grand for education you could have got for a buck fifty in late charge at the public library. Right. I I'm at the same table as you, and I'm not competing with them, but pound for pound, skill for skill, hour for hour. Right? I've come further than you. And by the way, I've got all this experience I can bring to this debate. When you talk about poverty, I didn't read about it. Yeah. I lived it. When you talk about racism, I'm not reading about it. I lived yeah. it. You want to know why kids are disillusioned? I've been one. Okay. That becomes a great source of power. And you'll find that if you can manage that, not become arrogant and pompous, but if you can manage that and share it in a gracious way, people will listen to you, actually. And that's what, that's what I've certainly found. So... Again, we never welcome, no one welcomes suffering and hardship. We don't, right? You don't seek out martyrdom. But if you can find the support to get through it, it can become a source of great power for you. That's really good. Really great encouragement. And uh, one of the uh, motivations for this podcast and, and is, is, is that reflecting and, and um, is the, from, the, from the book uh, Man's Search Meaning by Viktor Frankl. I don't know if you've, if you've read it, but it's a, uh, it's a fascinating insight into the psychology of man and uh, from, the, from a perspective of somebody who went through a concentration camp, Victor Frankl. Mm. But one of, his, one of his quotes in that is that um, the past is, a, is the, these full granaries of, of, um, of grain ready to be, to be used. Uh, at, you know, reflection, looking back on memories, experiences are just rich. And that effectively for him, that's exactly what happened. You know, that, that experience that could have broken so many, he, he used to, to actually, for good, it, it kind of changed a lot of the thinking around psychotherapy and, and those things so it's it's really powerful though those experiences can be so so um, forming for our future and bring hope that's really helpful thanks so much marvin um really appreciate the, the chance to to uh, speak with you and and some really great great things that we can pull out of this and it's just spot on exactly spot on for this whole this whole week really appreciate uh, you joining us thanks so much i look forward to uh Seeing you uh, being elected mayor next uh, next time round, <laughs> we have to see. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, I'm sure you'll be taking um, 
all that uh, perseverance and endurance with you to the next one, next election. Yeah. Thanks. All the best. No problem. Take care.